did before. 32 and you're flipping burgers? Is anyone else from our graduating class back there? And so many. Done so little. Sometimes I wish I did a little more of my life instead of hanging out in front of places. Maybe be an astronaut. Be the first to find a new alien life form. And nail it. No subject is too sacred. Those Hobbit movies were boring as hell. Say what you will about Jesus, but leave the rings out of this. No moment is too personal. I think there's something going on between you two. We had sex one night after work a few weeks ago. What? Where? Here on the prep station. Oh, that was just wrong. No dream is today. We are going to peep something we've been talking about since we saw Bachelor Party when we were 12. I'm disgusted and repulsed and I can't look away. Works too. One ring to rule them. One ring to find them. Hey everybody, welcome to You Have to Watch This Podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. And today we are traveling back to the Viewers Universe for the last time on our road on the journey to Jane Silent Bob reboot. Today we're talking about Clerks 2. So, uh, I have a confession to make, guys. Yeah? I don't think I ever saw this movie before. <laughs> what? I've so wait, seen- none of us saw this movie before? I had a feeling because Alan came over to watch it with me Monday morning. Um, and uh-huh. just the way that, just the way his body language was after the movie got me thinking like, I don't think he's seen this before and he's trying to play it off like he has because he's <laughs> yeah. starting to realize that, oops, I made a mistake. <laughs> no, no, I've definitely seen parts of this movie before. It's going to sound weird, but I think I've seen from the ass-to-mouth conversation to right before the donkey show. Oh, no. So you got the core of it. <laughs> yeah. So pretty much I saw yeah. this on TBS and like missed all the good stuff. <laughs> yeah, you did. Um. Oh man! Do you but think you would have gotten the good stuff on TBS? No, anyway? I don't think. No. I, I don't know how I watched this on TBS, but I, I don't know how that was on, I even on network television. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely did not know the opening of this movie. I definitely did not see it before I saw the first Clerks, but I saw pieces of it because I remember it being advertised and like, oh hey, I uh, I know her. I don't know who anyone else is in this movie except for I think they had Jason Lee in the commercials. So I was like, oh, oh yeah. hey, it's his name is Earl. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, well, he was very Jason Lee in this. He looked like like how I know him. Yeah, because I think this was right around the time of like the first few seasons of My Name Is Earl. So yeah, um, so yeah, this is the first time I watched it. Um, <laughs> the whole way through, like R rated, and I have it on DVD. So I, like, my wife has never seen this. I was like, okay, so that means I probably haven't seen it. So yeah, that makes sense. Um, and I was, I was talking to her about where we were doing this podcast tonight. I was like, she's like, oh, well, I've never seen it. So don't tell me anything about it. Or she, I was like, I have an idea for the, for the video for this podcast. And she's like, well, I've never seen it. So it wouldn't make any sense to me. I'm like, does that mean you want to watch it or not? She's like, I have no desire to. I was like, well, I'm going to make you, at some, I'm going to make you at some point. Probably, so probably like, the, like right before we go see reboot in a few weeks. Yeah. So um, my phone is blowing up. Like, I don't know. Somebody added me to a group message on Facebook, and it's just driving me crazy. Yeah. Um, uh, you mean it's Kevin Smith hearing us talk about him and is congratulating us on such a good job? Well, yeah. Um, so here's a surprise for you guys. Uh, Kevin Smith's on the other line. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'd love it. That would be fantastic. Um Ugh. This is the first time I saw it, so that's my story. I went over to Ryan's and we watched my DVD. So um, I'm going to start off. Ryan, you were not a fan of Clerks 1. So, Ryan, you were not a fan of Clerks the first two times that we watched it. First two times? Because we watched it when before Devin wa- joined the show, and then we rewatched it. You weren't a fan of Tell Clerks the first two times. We watched it twice. I'm drawing a blank on the the second time i watched it did you not watch it twice again when we watched it for devin i might have i forget (laughs) (laughs) i'm pretty sure you did i'm pretty sure you said i watched it again and i'm still not a fan okay this whole time through you're like i I, you you haven't liked clerks right yeah no 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 yeah clerks was like i'm fine with it being kevin smith's first film okay like i the quality of it I'm fine with it being his first film because it was pretty much showing like the, the direction of 
of his movies going forward. I'm just not a fan of like how the characters evolved and how the characters are portrayed and I just no, not a fan of the first. You one. really want a fan of Randall if I'm correct. I hated Randall. Okay. Yeah. So, that begs that begs the question. What do you think of Clerks 2? I loved Clerks 2. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Yay. Um, okay, we'll, we'll dive into this a little yeah. bit more. I just wanted to get your your general feelings towards it because we talked a little bit. That's the benefit of watching movies together. We can just kind of have a brief, brief conversation. We don't go into too much details. Like, you good? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> that's, yeah that's pretty much how that went. Yeah. Oh, I like that. So, Devin, what did you think? I loved it. I, I absolutely loved it. It oh, there just there's so many standout parts of it that I I want to talk about because I'm just so excited to talk about. But it just it was everything I wanted. It it gave me all of the same like I'm happy I watched everything up until this point. Kind of feels the same way that like the Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back did. Yeah, this is definitely Kevin Smith right before he goes into his. Uh, I'm going to make what I, whatever I want kind of phase. Like I yeah. think at, this is post Jersey girl, but pre cop out. I think cop out was next. It was, was pre cop out. Yes. This is pre cop out. Oh, wow. Um, so yeah. Um, let's just go through the movie beat by beat, I guess. Um, so yeah, sounds good to me. Quick stop burns down in black and white and then changes to color. I loved that. I really lo- I thought it was so clever what they did, and I, th- I really liked how the black and white's used in this movie versus the color. Yeah, I, I noticed something watching this that we'll get to later um, that I even told my wife about, even though she has no desire to see the movie. And I was like, they, he did this really cool thing that I picked up on that I'm excited yeah. to talk about on the show, but I, I'm going to give that a little tease for later. Um, oh, I'm excited. So we changed from the convenience store setting to the fast food industry. So what do you guys think of this whole movie being pretty much set in movies? I loved it. I mean, it was a callback to Dogma, and I love that. Yep, Dogma. Uh, I think they showed up in Strikes Back as well. Yeah. So Yeah, but I think they yeah. were, yeah, because didn't they show first in Dogma? Because that's when they went to go, like, kill all of the higher-ups in movies. Yep. Yeah. 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 I liked it. I I like that this movie kind of acknowledges some things that happen in the other movies, but really doesn't address them too much. Like, Jay and Silent Bob have money, but they don't really talk yeah. about it <laughs> until yeah, they talk much. about it. Yeah. Until it's just kind of like, oh, yeah, we got money. We can spot you. Right. Um, yeah, the uh, everything from the use of color to the fast food industry. I love the fact how when they're driving down going to work, you they drove by a Pizza Hut. They drove by a McDonald's. Like, pretty much just showing, be like, hey, they're going to work. This is the industry that they're working in now, which really wasn't, which really isn't that much different from what they used to do. Yeah. Except it's not as busy. Um, But I loved how it started out in black and white, and then the flames, and then boom, everything was in color. Um, And I'm happy to hear that Devin is happy about that because I was really afraid that he was going to be a stickler and be the hipster. Oh, it's in color. (laughs) <laughs> no it worked so well because i think it brought home the point that he's trying to make about everything so yeah, I, thought, which, I thought it worked yeah. wonderfully which worked out and i i think i'm on the same wavelength as you about that we'll, to be honest yeah. we'll, we'll talk more about color later yeah. um yes <laughs> so so I, what i really like about that opening montage is at one point they drive by the burger king or P, i think it was pizza hut uh, the drive by pizza hut and like the song lyrics are about pizza hut for yes. that moment yeah. Um, I really like that song. Um, I don't know wh- what it was, but I really like the soundtrack for this because it was it kind of gave like a 90s vibe. And oh, it yeah. almost like is like these guys are still stuck in the 90s because they've been in the same job for 10 years. And I also yeah. had a weird realization of I'm closer to their age in this than I am to anything else that would like the from the first. Oh, course. Like oh, they're, no, they're now I their, realize that, too. They're in their 30s, and I'm like, I'm closer to 30 than I am 20 at this point. So oh, having no. having worked uh, retail and a little bit of fast food, I, I really identify with them in this movie. So have you guys ever worked <laughs> fast food? Kind of. Uh, I worked at uh, – it's a little shop uh, by you called Brookside. Used to be. Um, 
Yeah, I used to be. Yeah, that's right. In, it's gone in, now. In true quicksop fashion, it burnt to the ground. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, my life should just be clerks. Yeah. No, I, but no, I I worked there. I it was all right. Yeah, I remember you working there because uh, yeah. I was right up the street from my parents' house. About you, yeah. Well, I I made it a point uh, even before I became work like before I was of of legal age to work in Pennsylvania. I made it a point that I would never work in fast food because even as like a te- uh, because even being eleven and twelve, my mom had always worked in retail. She's uh, she worked for Walmart forever, and I almost worked for Walmart forever. But seeing. Um, but seeing how people were treated, but you know, like from from the customers, and seeing how rushed they would get behind the counter, I would never. No, I would never work in fast food. If I had to, I would. But I made it a point not to. Yeah. Um, so I worked at McDonald's once for two days. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. It was my senior year of high wow. school. I had an interview in late August. Hmm. Got the job, started like two weeks later when they finally put me on the schedule. Worked two days back to back. First day, I go in. They train me a little bit. I'm pretty much just putting buns in the warmer and like not doing anything really that fun. Yeah. Uh, second day, I go in. The new schedule comes out, and I'm not scheduled. And I was like, okay, whatever. They'll put me on eventually. Like They're going to need help at some point. Yeah. My... my my father, who has worked the food industry since I was born, decided yeah. to go into McDonald's and give the manager a piece of their, like, just to see what was going on. Oh, and no. I wasn't with him, but my parents come home from yeah. grocery shopping. They're like, Alan, come down here. We need to talk. I was like, oh, shit, what I do? <laughs> yeah. Um, so they sit me down at the kitchen table, and my dad's like, so we went into McDonald's and talked to the manager. It was like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. And my dad just looks at me square in the face like, if you want to quit, you can. They're idiots that don't know what the hell they're doing. <laughs> I was like, oh, That's not how I okay. thought that story was going to end. Yeah. So I, I take my stuff back into McDonald's, like my shirts and name tag. And I was like, I quit. I guess. And they're, yeah. like, they're like, okay, who are you? <laughs> they didn't know who I was. Oh, no. Um, so yeah, that's my fast food story. And then I then I worked like the grill at in college. Like Penn State Monalto had a nice cook, like food service area, and they treated their students pretty well. So I was like the king of the grill. Like everyone loved it when I worked grill. At least I think they did. <laughs> so hold on, your dad just like let you quit McDonald's? Yep. I don't know if he actually let me. I think he kind of forced my hand because he kind of gave the manager. Like, I don't know what happened in that conversation. I, like, want a videotape of that conversation now. Yeah, me too. Can we pull McDonald's tape records to see that? From 2008? I don't think so. I'm pretty sure they turned down. I think it's public domain now, right? Possibly. It was probably on VHS, and it probably got recorded over. Uh, Probably. Aw, that's a shame. Pretty sure they tore down that whole building and rebuilt from scratch. Oh, really? Mm Mm-hmm. Finally. Oh, wow. Yep. They just rebuilt Aww. Wendy's, too. Did they? Yep. So much is changing. But Wendy's as a company is going through a giant makeover. Yeah, they're going to have breakfast next year. Really? Yeah, they uh, just announced that. They're launching breakfast next next year nationwide. So I'm in more love oh, with Wendy's man. than I was before. <laughs> I can't wait for the square sausage patties. Oh, same here. Oh, this is going to be the best. Okay. <laughs> so. Says the vegetarian. I know, but I still love their sausage patties. <laughs> All right. So part of the thing, one of the things that this movie addresses uh, has to do with being stuck in a place where it's like you didn't think you would be 10 years from now, like job wise. So working, working, flipping burgers is not a place where you want to be 10 years out from high school. Um, I think it it's fair to say that I have some experience with this even today. I don't talk about what I do too often on this podcast. <laughs> uh, I, I work two jobs because it's 2019 yeah. and this is the, the climate that we're in. Yeah. I work two jobs. Yeah. One of them's a grocery store. So clerking at a grocery store. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I, wor- I, worked, yeah. I worked retail for five years straight right out of college. And mm-hmm. running into people you know from high school... It's not the best when you're in that kind no? of position. Because yeah. even if was you it, say, like, hey, I'm a supervisor, you're like, 
that's that yeah. almost makes it worse. It it almost does make it really? worse. Yeah, it, it's just kind of. Why do you make it worse? Because it's okay. So I remember in high school there was a teacher who's who is going to remain nameless, but specifically called out one student in my class and said, "If so and so is working." at the grocery store in 10 years time, there is something wrong in this world. This person was not me. It was somebody else. So like, I just, so-and-so working at a grocery store now. No, so-and-so is a doctor. Um, Oh, that makes sense. So I always have that ingrained in me. Like, it's kind of like that. That's a sign of failure. Like just, Oh, that's so sad. So I, I kind of really identify with, uh, Dante and Randall. Like, I wish I could just leave my job and go ride go karts. I mean, oh, actually, at one job I probably could. Uh, hmm. See, that's I, cool. The, the the best thing about the last year is I am actually doing what I went to school for and enjoying that and being successful yeah. at that. It's just extra extra cash on the side is helpful. Um, oh yeah, definitely. So, but yeah, I've definitely had those moments of running into people at work that it's kind of awkward. Ryan, you, you worked retail. Did you ever have that happen? I have two stories. One, yes. um, I was just done with college because I wanted to go full-time, but dyslexia, some other stuff, and my health issues didn't allow me to do the full-time student thing. So I had to do a part-time at a local community college. So it stretched everything out. So I'm meeting classmates that have already graduated college coming back for jobs, and I'm mixing their paint <laughs> at Walmart. <laughs> And um, uh, if that wasn't embarrassing enough, I forgot to hammer the lid down on a gallon of yellow paint and wound up all over the inside of his trunk. I, oh, no. I remember you telling me that story. Yeah, um, I didn't. I seen that, that kid that, since we graduated too. That's the other thing too. Like it, it, it flusters you. Like you don't know. Like you, like I always get flustered and like make small, small mistakes. It feels yeah. like every time I see somebody, it's when I drop a case of something and it splatters all over the place and then I have yeah. to be yeah. on my hands and knees and clean it up. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, yeah. Um, and that's when like the X walks by. But yeah. So, I mean like that, and it, it wasn't the fact that it, it, it's one of those things where it's like, you try to tell yourself, you're like, look, everybody needs a job at least, yeah. you know, at least I'm holding one down. It's just, at the, it's at the same time. It's like, I felt like I was kind of on par with this kid to begin with. And because of a few things I was struggling with, I couldn't graduate at the same rate that other people were. So there was a little, like, self, like, I guess, depression about that. Yeah. And that's what, like, threw me off. I was seeing all these kids coming back from college that I graduated with. And they were all like, oh, you know, I'm starting this. I'm starting that. I'm moving to New York. I'm moving to L.A. I'm moving to Chicago. I'm moving to whatever. Mm -hmm to like, you know, work at this lab or work at the school or work at this business or work at this headquarters. And I'm like, do you want satin or flat base paint? <laughs> like, <do you> want- <laughs> which is a better, which is more technically involved than do you want fries with that? Yeah. I mean, that is true. And not that yeah. I'm shitting on people who work fast food. Um, no, no, but yeah, I, I, mean, I, I, I can work a fryer. I cannot work a paint machine at Walmart. Yeah, no, I have the most, saying again before that like i did not want to work fast food like i have the highest respect for people who work in the service industry because i worked retail for so long if you're working at mcdonald's or burger king i have more respect for you than i would for most people who are at a professional job because you have to deal with the public 24 7 and keep a straight face oh yeah or else you lose your job yeah so it's not that i look down on people who do those jobs is the fact that i don't want to i don't want to do those jobs because i know how little pay is in it for how much crap you have to deal with yeah like it doesn't pan out so that that's why I never want to do it. I, I will say now, and this is just kind of an awkward thing that happens a lot. Uh, I run yes. into with the job I'm at now. I run into my first grade teacher, which is oh yeah, he, he comes in all the time, and like it got to the point where he, one day we had like a giant sale going on, and huh? he uh, we were out of the thing that he wanted, so I, I had to like go make a deal with the manager for him. And then we just started talking like, so how are you? Like, like he re- recognized me, which is amazing for like 27 years later. Right. Um, I mean, you probably weren't bearded in first grade. Uh, not by choice. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's a good way to answer that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that, like it's just kind of weird, but it's kind of like I, I kind of want to want I kind of wonder, like, what does he think when he sees me working at Giant after he I was in first grade? 
Like, is he like, yeah, that sounds about that seems about right, or oh, that's disappointing. Like, I, I, I kind of want to know, but at the I'd same love time, to I think that he's like, guess who's gonna get a special deal? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that one time he he got the deal. Um, he totally got the deal. Yeah. All right. So I took notes. So we talked about All right. that. Um, next on my notes is something that we could debate for a while. Um, yes. Lord of the Rings versus Star Wars. <laughs> See, I hate these things. I do. <laughs> Why? Okay. Okay. Here's my thing. Now, when I'm online, I post memes and I get involved in internet debates, stupid in- mm-hmm. internet debates like mm-hmm. Chevy and Ford or Toyota and Honda or some other stupid brand thing. And I do it because it's fun. In reality, do I care if somebody's driving a Ford? No. Do I know why? Because a Chevy and the Ford is going to drive the same amount of like miles in its lifetime and then fall apart at the exact same time. Ford <laughs> might fall apart first. It, it might. It might. Found, found on road dead. So, you know. But anyway. <laughs> um, it's okay. You can, you can take a side because this is going to be on the internet. So. I know. I know. I know. But I'm just saying for re- reality's sake, I hate these things because... I don't see them as competitors. I don't see them as competitive stories. I do not. Lord of the Rings is fantasy. Goblins and wizards and orcs and little people with big feet and all this other stuff. And then you've got Star Wars, which, yes, it's fantasy, but it's sci-fi. It's science fiction. And to me, it's they they can coexist in the same space... In the, and have one person can like them equally if they want to. Now, where I will say there can be a debate is if there was a a version of Lord of the Rings that was like Star Trek to Star Wars. Because Whoa. I love having the Star Wars-Star Trek debate because I like both of them. So I think now it would be Game of Thrones versus Lord of the Rings. Does that I seem like a fair yeah. comparison? Yeah, I would like take Lord of the Rings. Yeah. All right, I will say one thing. I, don't, I do not consider Star Wars sci-fi at all. Is it a Western? Are you a Western guy? I, I say it's fantasy. I think it has elements of sci-fi, but it's definitely fantasy. What do you mean there's elements of sci-fi? Like the spaceships. <laughs> okay. No, no, so, no, no, no. no. So, I, I, okay. it's, it's set in space. <laughs> they have laser swords. They're in spaceships. But, they shoot none laser of the, guns. They have advanced medical technology. It's a space opera. Is that better? It's not sci-fi. Star Trek is sci-fi. Like That's science-based. Star Wars is not. Star Wars is science fiction. Star Wars with fantasy mixed into it. Star Wars, I can see, he's going I to get his Alan's phone. point though. I totally get Alan's point. Where like, like Star Trek is like the lithium battery on the the Enterprise. Like it's like eight steps away from where we are as a society right now. I don't think we're ever going to get into a point in society where we have glowing laser swords and force powers. I mean, if Disney keeps making like ten billion dollars at the box office, well, that we might see that day sooner than later. Uh, that's going to put all the, the money into building real lightsabers. But you, you see what I mean? I want it. Like, it's a gets science it. fiction space opera. If you take the science fiction out of Star Wars, it's a, then you've got Sky Captain okay. of Tomorrow with a monkey. No, no, no. no. Got, no. If you take, the, if you take the, spa- <laughs> the space stuff out of Star Wars, you have wizards, you have goblins, and you have dark wizards. It's fantasy. Like, Jedi are wizards. That's fine. Luke but Skywalker it's is a fiction. hobbit. But it's still science fiction. To me, that classification separ- basically puts a giant, like, Trump-sized wall in between Lord of the Rings so the, and so- Star Wars. The fact that it's the science fiction part of it, to me, for me, I'll clarify it to that point, for me, okay. Star Wars is too much of a, like genre difference between lord of the rings for me to even like try to debate which one's better than the other looking at genres yes they're they are completely different looking at formats though i think randall has a good point of there is only one the trilogy and one the return of and it's not the king it's of the jedi so his whole thing is you can't like i think randall's whole thing is people are starting to talk like about lord of the rings like they talked about Star Wars for years. Yeah. And he doesn't like that because he's stuck in that youth phase mind of his. Like yeah. he's, and that, that's fair to say, like this movie came out in 2006 is way before the Hobbit trilogy. So, right. and so I'll put it to you this way then. 
when it comes to Randall and like his explanation as a character Randall it's not that I like him any better than I did to start off with it's not that I have uh, I've grown to like him like mm-hmm. the main character mm-hmm. uh, what's his name Dante like Dante the yeah. first movie I hated him he was this annoying guy that came over and spouted off idiotic ideas but since we've been watching all these movies and now seeing like a grown up randall like a like a quasi mature one it's like an annoying brother like that argument that he had i completely i i don't agree with anything that he said pretty much but that's his opinion and that is mine um (laughs) but i can listen to it and not hate him for it yeah that's the difference between clerks two and clerks one more relatable he's more relatable because i've seen him already he has time his character has a time to mature. So it's really just kind of leaning back and going, ah, this is going to be fun to hear what comes out of his mouth. Not, yeah. oh my God, what is he saying? Like, it, there's that difference for his character for me. You know what to expect from him now. It, exactly. And I was kind of expecting something like that because people are going to talk about Lord of the Rings now the way that they talked about Star Wars back in the 80s and 90s. It's just a generational thing. At some point, Star Wars isn't going to be as big as what we want it to be. I think it's already getting to that point. I think so too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, there it's happening already. I mean, I think. I mean, now it seems weird with with like Marvel taking over what Star Wars used to be. Yeah. Um, absolutely. And we're also in this weird period where we haven't had a Star Wars movie in a year. Which I the, I like that. That's the weird period where like yeah. a year without Star Wars is a weird year. It, and it is. Um, like we have Rise of Skywalker and the Mandalorian coming, so we're about to get all the Star Wars shoved in our face, and my mouth is wide open for it. Um, I can't wait. I <laughs> <laughs> got to get dirty for talking about a Kevin Smith movie. Um, oh yeah. But yeah, I think Star Wars is definitely fading to the wayside, and like Lord of the Rings is making a comeback with uh, the it? Amazon series. Yeah. Yeah. No, I do have to say though too. I I get annoyed from anybody of any side who's too headstrong on what they like to just be like, okay, this person's into something else. I was as annoyed by the customer that came in that Randall was talking to as I was annoyed by Randall. So it's okay. not just that I didn't agree with Randall. I didn't agree with him either because both okay. of them were being two stupid headstrong yeah. fanboys. Okay. Yeah. Actually, do you know who had legitimately annoyed me in this movie though? I forget his name, but the the Lord of the Rings employee guy, the kid. Yeah, the one about the was it pillow goblin or whatever. Pillow pants. The kid. Pillow goblin. Pillow pants. Pillow, yeah, yeah. Pillow pants. Yeah. He he actually annoyed me. He got better at the end, and I think that's the point. But like, I I think maybe I saw too much of High School Devin in him, and like that part freaked me out. <laughs> but like, oh man, he like crin he was cringy like all the time. I knew a kid exactly like him when I when I worked at the Bethlehem Walmart. So did I too, but I don't want to say his yeah. name. I'm not going to say his name. Is it me? Say the store it's, it's me. It's, it's not just you. me. It's fine. It's not you. <laughs> um, no, I I can see that. Like I think I feel like both of us were kind of that kid. Yeah, I owned Bilbo's sword. Like okay, I wasn't that bad. Yeah. I was pretty <laughs> bad. Um. So while we're on the subject of pillow pants. Did you guys hear the music when he's talking about pillow pants? No. I was was so wrapped up in the conversation. I didn't hear it. So he starts talking about pillow pants and living in her vagina. And the music from The Shining starts playing. Oh, my God. (laughs) That fits, though, because that's the only thing that I could like think of. When you have somebody like that saying something that ridiculous and wholeheartedly believing in a big because of kind of what they already believe in themselves. Yeah. It's really hard to like know what to say in that moment. Yeah. And I feel like that uncomfortableness fits with, with is with the shiny music because the look on Randall's face would have been mine. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, and what's what's the guy who lives in the fingers name again? Um I forget. Tommy? Oh. I think Tommy or Tim? I don't know. I want to say Freddy, but it's not Freddy. No. Oh, no, I don't know. Well, I'll just have to wait for uh, Dr. Sleep to remember. Dr. Sleep. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was a, a cool music cue. They, they really went all out cool. on the music for this. Like, it feels like they spent more money on the soundtrack rights than they did 
on like paying the cast and everything. Well, with the cast, I mean, what's like great really effect? Too. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, the, like the, Kevin Smith cast his wife as as a uh, Dante's love interest, so which is hysterical. Did you know oh, that, that was his wife? Yeah, that was his wife. Oh, I didn't know that. That's fun. Um, Rosario, Rosario Dawson joins the cast. What do you guys think of Becky, the manager? She. Oh, I loved her. She definitely 100% fit in the entire thing. Um, yeah. I feel like they picked the right actress. I feel like if they went for somebody who was a little bit more... It, I, like she, she was familiar to me, but I couldn't pinpoint where I've seen her before. Uh, Men in Black 2. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. There, there we go. Um, that was an obscure one, and I, I'm, I'm glad you got it. Yeah, but it, 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 it's one of those things where, like, when I saw her playing the character, it, just the way that I guess she is as an actress, no other part she's ever played ever came to mind. So I never even had a moment of, oh, she's in that, and then I had to take three seconds to just wipe that out and take her as she is in this movie. Not to get political, but there's a chance that she might be first lady. She's currently dating Cory Booker. Oh, what? Cool. Yeah. Oh, things I did not know. Yeah. And moving on. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. That's all I have to say about that. That was neat. Uh, so what do you guys think of Dante in this? I love where he is. Yeah. I love the fact that uh, Dante's a nice guy. He just doesn't really have his life put together, and that's where his mistakes come from that he makes. Yeah. Um, and so that's where, like, I like him in this. I I like him in this more than I did the first one. Yeah. Okay. I, I liked what his character arc represented, too. Like, him learning that, like, or not learning, but, like, realizing what it means to, like, move on. Like, what progress means. And the whole, like, like dating somebody because of what they represent and not what they are. And, like, how that was handled. I thought was really good. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is also like also says a lot about like what Kevin Smith went through around this age. Like this is when he l- moved away from New Jersey to yeah. California. Like you read his book, like and how he left yeah. Jersey. So it was like okay, so this is like his element of it, like what like not wanting to leave, but still wanting to keep that part alive. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, Jay and Silent Bob. We haven't touched on them at all yet. They stole the show. They stole the show. Every time they were on scene, it was the best part of the movie. So they, they found Jesus, or I guess Buddy Christ. Uh, yeah. <laughs> according to the shirt. Yeah. Um, Which would make sense for two guys like that. They would have to see what they saw in Dogma to actually fully believe in it. That's the thing for me. So that makes total oh, yeah. sense. So, Devin, we kind of messed up. We talked about this after we recorded the one night and decided to do the order a certain way. And then uh-huh. we then we forgot and are recording this now. Um, did you understand the goodbye horses part of this? Did you get that? I reference? know what it's I know what it's from. Like that seems iconic. OK. OK. Like that was I got that was Silence of the Lambs. That was my favorite part of the whole almost the whole movie where they were walking outside <laughs> and uh, Jay was just like this, like arms off with his wiener tucked in like oh my god <laughs> and you get that again in reboot because it's in like the opening of the trailer i totally missed it i gotta watch the trailer again yeah yeah i guess that's something that jason muse actually has done to kevin smith multiple times <laughs> <laughs> so they put it into the movie evidently part of the oh. reason they did clerks too is to help jay stay clean off of drugs like Aww. Kevin Smith told him, "Hey, if you stay clean, I'll let you play Jay again." So this was part Aww. of the incentive to get him clean. Which I, at last count, he's at least five years, six years sober. Dude, good for him. So yeah, good for him. So I know. While I was looking up this movie, I saw another movie called Method in the Madness or something. Yeah. So Jason, it's a Jay Muse movie. He just he just released this last month, I think. He it's his directorial debut. I didn't know it was that new. I just thought it was dumb for not having heard about it. It's it's very new. I think they, it, I think it was sitting on a shelf for a while trying to find a distributor, and then sure. they decided, well, we need to get this out before reboot. So, like, if you look at it, it's obviously Kevin Smith before the heart attack. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, Dean Cain's in there. Danny Trejo. Um, it looks interesting. I definitely yeah, want to check it, it out because I'm sure he's learned a lot 
the just being on set with Kevin Smith all the time and oh yeah, working on other stuff too. Yeah, I, I'm interested to see that one. Uh, yeah. my, my favorite Chance on the Bob moment is probably when they're behind the restaurant and Jay's trying, trying to take a piss, and he just gets keeps getting hit with the door. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, they were okay. so good in this movie. I so they the one thing I did like about them is. They used the one title card, like they did in Frasier and in Clerks 1, just for Jay and Silent Bob, and it's the only time a title card happened. The all-new Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah, and they weren't really that new, so I think it was like ironic, but I liked it. I kind of wish either that wasn't there or they did it more. Yeah. I wish they would have kept that, do one for like the Lord of the Rings debate, do one for yeah. Asta Mouth, I guess. Well, this one seemed less episodic than Clerks was. This one had more of a narrative with things happening like around it than the first one did. I think more to- towards the middle, yes. I think the beginning is just kind of like I think you have the chunk where Jason Lee comes in, and then like th- that like hit from Jason Lee to the go karts is an episode, and then yeah. when they they come back and it's chaos, and then uh, Wanda Sykes is seen. Yeah, I, I Wanda just, Sykes. We're, we're not saying it. Um, <laughs> I wasn't oh, yeah. expecting no, no, no. us to. Yeah. Um, how does that age in this movie? Like that that whole thing with Randall? Uh, the way they do it. The way that they do it. Because R- R- Randall says it. And he says it all, you know, just whatever. And then yeah. everybody reacts negative to it. Everybody reacts negative right. to it. And they're yelling at him and they're like, you stop it, stop it, stop it. And he keeps on saying it. And they play it up to Randall just didn't know. Yeah. Randall right. straight up didn't know. And they showed that where I feel like what's not going to age well is the whole I'm taking it back. Yeah. I feel like yeah, that, that doesn't age yeah. well. But yeah. like that does. Does that age better than the movie opening with the Weinstein Company logo, though? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that age is way better. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Which is saying something, considering. It is, though. So we talked a little bit about the soundtrack to this. I want to talk about the musical number. I loved it. I didn't expect it, and I didn't know I wanted it. I wanted it. I think I showed the first time that we did Clerks, I showed Ryan the musical number scene yeah, from Clerks, too. Just because I love that scene so much. And I lear- picked up something new watching it this time on like an actual TV and not just on like YouTube. Um, so this is where the, the color thing happens that I wanted to talk about. Oh. Okay. So they go up on the roof and everything. I'm just going to call that normal color. Like it's, it's, okay. it's color. Um, she starts dancing. Randall's there watching her or not Randall Dante's watching her dance everything's in color Mm -hmm. and then when it gets to the second verse and it cuts to everyone dancing in the montage everything is super vibrant everything's technicolor almost everything is like oversaturated just a bit and the colors pop the yellows are more yellow um and it's like this dream world and it's like that for the rest of the musical number almost like it's a fantasy yeah and then as soon as she says, I'm pregnant, and we cut back to Dante in the restaurant, it's color again. Like, it's all muted. Like, it's maybe might be uh, even be a little bit more muted. Um, that's really interesting. Yeah. It, it blew my mind. I was like, that's really cool. Especially with the way they, they bookend this movie with black and white. I thought yeah. it was really nice to have, like, the moment where he realizes he's in love with her. Like, not that he just loves yeah. her as a friend. Like, he's in love with her. Like, that's the moment he realizes. And everything's in, like, super color, technicolor. Like, I really love that. Like, that's yeah, probably... that's real. That's the... It, it was so subtle that you could almost miss it. But... Yeah. I love that so much. Like, that's... That might be one of my favorite technical things that Kevin Smith has done in any of these movies. Because he edited all of this, right? Yes. He edits yeah. everything pretty much. Like he'll edit on set. Like That's he'll go he'll go back and edit afterwards. Like after the day's yeah. done and start putting it like together. in his trailer. I think that's cool though. I like that. That's a I, I agree. It's a cool use of like vibrant color to make up. Basically, it's like the halfway point of the movie too, right? Yeah, pretty much. And like I like that book ended by black and white with like a very vibrant middle. Like yeah, that's cool. All right. So the only other note that I have 
is Donkey Show. Oh boy, I texted you guys when I got to Donkey Show part. What, what did you text us? What was the what was the donkey's name? Kelly. Yeah. Wasn't it like wasn't it like Kinky Kelly in the sexy stud or something? Yeah. Yeah. I texted you guys. Oh no, Kelly. I didn't get that. Oh. Or maybe or maybe I, I texted people I thought were you, but wasn't you. But somebody in my phone got. Oh no, Kelly. I don't know. My weekend was crazy. So when did you watch it? Yeah. Uh, Saturday. Oh, that's probably why. Yeah. But uh, uh, there it is. I see it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh okay. no. I just want to say that knowing Kevin Smith from watching these films, as soon as the truck pulled up and the guy came yeah. around and I saw the tattoo on his arm, I knew there wasn't going to be a check. <laughs> there wasn't going to be a it? woman. It, it, it born. It was uh born to fuck. Was the tattoo? Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, on, that sounds about it, right. Right on his forearm. And he comes around, and just the way that the character was just portraying himself when he was talking to Randall in the parking lot, I was like, there's no woman. <laughs> He's going to oh, blow the no. gun. <laughs> He's going to blow. Oh, wow. Oh, no. <laughs> I knew oh, it. As soon like, as I saw him, I knew it. I was such an idiot with that whole scene because he was like, yeah. Then afterwards, you can have sex with Kelly. And I'm like, what a generous stripper, I guess. Like, and like, had that reaction, like, listening to that part. And then, like, I, like, slowly found out as the characters did. I'm like, oh, no, he's the stud. Yeah. Yeah, I was waiting for, like, the realization from Randall. It was like, the woman's not coming out. He said they're going, like, the first time, he's like, yeah, the woman should be coming out soon. I'm like, no, there's not. It's him. <laughs> he's the... <laughs> so Simon Bob's reaction to the whole thing is fantastic because Kevin Smith does so much with just his eyes. Yeah, he does. Um, so I guess part of the reason they got Rosario Dawson is she wanted to see how they filmed that scene. <laughs> like really? she was intrigued by that. <laughs> Good. Um, so yeah, that, that that's fun. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't have anything else to say on that. That's a good scene. I, I will say that on the DVD, there is a in-depth look at interspecies erotica. What? Like a, a documentary on it. I haven't watched it yet, but I'm definitely seeing what they... <laughs> I'm guessing it's just about the, the like, behind the scenes of that. I don't think they actually go wow. into detail about like bestiality and stuff. Um, but yeah, that's, that's interesting. That is interesting. One I like thing, that. I mean, one, not... Yeah. One thing I did like about that character, though, when they were in prison at the end, and he's like, he's like, you guys were just watching. You're fine. You'll be out of here. Me, on the other hand, I'll be slapped with animal abuse. And then he sits down like old somber, like, I miss my donkey. Yeah. <laughs> like, I actually kind of felt bad for him. I'm like, oh, he actually cares for the thing. But at the same time, it's like, <laughs> he shouldn't be doing that to a donkey. Yeah. I, I love that prison scene. That's one scene I know I have never seen before. It was I, really good. Yeah, they that was like probably the best scene in this movie, like dialogue wise, because it's the mo- it has the most weight. Like everything has yeah. happened. It's, I guess it's on par with the first Clerks, where they just fist fight, but there's no punches thrown. It's just them talking shit out because they're in their thirties and they're no longer like twenty one years old anymore. And I like that it, they like Randall even brings up that fight from the first clerks where he's like, remember when yeah. that, that night we went from the, the, the day of that funeral and you were talking about how you just need to get out of here and then you never did. Like, I really liked how they had that back and forth and like yeah. the whole movie Randall's like, I don't miss the quick stop. And then he's like, I do miss it. That was the best job I could ever have. I was working with my best friend. Yeah. Makes me want to I mean, and, and also less important, I really liked the reversal of the Silent Bob character, where like the entire every movie he's ever been in, like when he talks, it's like a brick, and that gets deferred to Randall and Silent Bob. Just I don't know. I've got nothing. Yeah, I got nothing. Which yeah. I liked. I, yeah, I really did. Just because I mean, I get the character like he doesn't say much, and when it does, like it it holds weight, and I get that. It just I really was starting to hate it <laughs> to a point. So the fact that like silent Bob was truly silent Bob in this. And the one time he actually said something was to tell Jay to shut up. Yeah. That was nice. <laughs> yeah. Takes you, takes you back to clerks where he's like, just shut up, man. Like, yep, 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 yep. 
Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I love that scene so much. Um, and then they end up back at the quick stop. And it fades to black and white, and I love it. How do you feel about seeing a Clerks 3? Oh, in a second. I would do it in a second. I think that might be next on his pipeline, movie-wise. <gasps> yeah, all right. He, he has a script for it that they read they did they're doing stage readings of it for like benefits for theaters wow but he he's said that he's never going to film that version of the script he wrote it before his heart attack uh and the guy who plays randall did not want any part of it so that's why they never went forward with it oh i didn't Uh, know that didn't like the character i think they did with it i think it i think he got to the point where he doesn't want to play randall anymore Sure. Which, considering like where Randall is in this one, I can't say that I blame him. But I think Kevin Smith is revisiting that script and readjusting it to fit his new kind of mindset. Like, I think it, I heard him say something along the lines of, "These characters gave me my career. I deserve to give them the uh, the best ending they can have." And I don't, so I don't I don't think he's too fond of where his script was. So at some point, Devin, you might be able to go see a live reading of that on stage oh man i need it i gotta Um, look into it i gotta see when it's happening i know they've been doing them in new jersey i'm sure he'll do one in la at some point oh i hope so yeah i would go to that i'll let you well probably not this year because he's going on the road show with right which i really want to see okay let's let's talk about jay and silent bob reboot because we we've been teasing this whole time about Jane Silent Bob reboot, we've gone through all of the U.S. Universe movies. Um, yeah, and I just had Ryan watch the trailer for the first time before we recorded. So, what do you guys think? You excited for a reboot? I can't wait for it. I can't wait. Good for talk. It. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so I watched the trailer before. I think I watched the trailer when we saw, just after it dropped, when we watched Chasing Amy. That's when I watched the trailer. And I was excited for it then. I'm so excited for it now. Because this is going to sound really cheesy and really stupid. But guys, hold on. Uh, <laughs> every time I see, like, Buddy Christ somewhere or, like, a Moopy somewhere or, like, like any of those references now, it feels like a, like, a, like a warm hug. It's like a comfortable, like, thing that I know that I like. And I'm very excited to be back in that area again. So, like... If they bring all of that back for the the reboot, like it's just going to be my favorite thing. You know, I'm I'm going to say something, and this is a big commitment, but fuck it, I'm going to say it anyway. Yeah, do it, Devin. Next time you're on the East Coast, yeah, the three of us are going to Red Bank. Oh, I want it. it no, it's dead serious. We'll, we'll go to Red Bank. Like we'll go, we'll I, go to, we'll go to the Secret Stash, and yeah. you'll get to see Buddy Christ. I'm going to love that. I really want to now. Like it's really it moved itself very high on my list after these movies. We can do it. We can do it in a day trip. I've done it before. <sighs> that's awesome. So it it, it will happen. His trench coat's there. Oh, that's so cool. Um, but yeah, I I'm really excited for it. Uh, just all the cameos are great. Yeah. Um, it the view of is like the MCU before the MCU. Like everything's interconnected, and like this is just the next chapter for it. Right, I think year. you said that in the in the Strikes Back episode, and you're so right, though. Like everything connects. Yeah, 13 years after Clerks two, he's back into it, and who knows what the, where this is going to lead next. I hope somewhere else. Like I hope it's not just like, all right, we're done. I, I think Moose Jaws is supposed to be part of it because Jane and that Bob were going to show up, but who knows? Oh, I ever told you about Moose Jaws. No, but if Jay and Silent Bob show up, I'm watching it. So Moose Jaws is the third part of his Canadian trilogy. Tusk, yoga, it- yoga Hosers, and then Moose yeah. Jaws. Moose Jaws is a heavy concept, okay? So yeah, it's Jaws, but with a moose. What? <laughs> yeah. I love it. I Have love that you just called Moose Jaws. Like, he did not hmm? try. Have you guys seen a wild moose? I've seen one at like Zoo America. No. I've seen a picture. I've seen a moose lodge. I'm actually really interested in that concept because moose are huge. They are big. And when they get angry, they are very scary. I know it sounds ridiculous because everybody thinks, oh, moose, Rocky and Bullwinkle. No. <laughs> I I honestly don't think we're going to get that movie for at least another 
if he does that one next, which I hope he does, mm-hmm. probably won't be until 2021, 20, 22. That makes sense. Because uh, he's got a lot on his plate right now. He's got Silent Bob Reboot. He's got Masters of the Universe for Netflix. He's got oh, How- yeah. Howard, Howard the Duck for Hulu. Other stuff that he's working on. Uh, all like his 20 podcasts, which he's only doing like two of a week now. And that's oh, all about that's to stop. So, Oh, is it all about to stop? For, for a bit. Like they're not doing another oh. Babylon until he comes back in like December. Oh, sure. uh, I, I don't know what's going to go on with Fat Man Beyond. I feel like Mark Bernard might keep that up without Kevin mm-hmm. Smith. Like just bring in guest hosts every week, which I'm okay sure. with. Like that'd be amazing. Yeah. Uh, he's done it before. So, um, but yeah, it, it's a good tech. Okay. So like Alanis Morissette at the end of Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, we closed the book on the viewers universe only to reopen it later this week when we talk about Jay and Silent Bob reboot. But before that, our Kevin Smith week continues and tie the podcast into our Halloween horror themed month with Kevin Smith's film Tusk that Ryan and Devin have never seen, but I have. It's going to be a good one. So for You Have to Watch This Podcast, I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. And we'll see you later. Oh, it just faded to black and white. <laughs> oh, I like that one. That was good. For, for an audio podcast, it's really fitting. Like I, I, I don't. Yeah. I will add the, the. I will change the color on the audio file and just <laughs> yeah, see what happens. Be Actually, no. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to make it sound like old timey radio. So, like, put record scratches in there, and we're all talking like yes. this, Shay. For you at the Watchers oh, podcast, I'm Alan. I can't do the voice. <laughs> I can't. Well, say it anyway. I'm going to still play with it. So, do your ending. For you at the Watchers podcast, I'm Alan. For you at the Watchers podcast, I'm Ryan. That sounds horrible. It does not sound horrible. I love it. And now, Devin, you do yours. You have to watch this podcast. I'm Devin. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>